Welcome to my lemonade stand. You should really check out the interview that I did with Brooke Hunter. She's the president, CEO, and founder of Hunter International Insurance, and she is a master communicator. She connects with people in a very authentic, genuine, real way. And what she shares with us are some gems in terms of how you manage difficult conversations. She has a whole process for how to make them more effective and to increase the chances of you getting the outcome you're looking for. So definitely check it out. So welcome to my lemonade stand. I'm really happy today to be talking to Brooke Hunter. So just to give you a little bit of background on Brooke, Brooke is the president, CEO, and founder of Hunter's um, International Insurance. And just to take one of Brooke's quotes about her business, she said, ours is a trust business. We built our reputation on authenticity, integrity, and superbly crafted insurance solutions. And the reason why, that loops into the reason why I really wanted to speak to Brooke, and that is um, she's also a friend. And any engagement that I have with Brooke, whether it's professional or personal, you can always depend on her to be herself. She shows up as the same person all the time. Um, She engages with people in a very genuine, authentic way. And I think that that's really what a lot of us are striving to do more in our professional lives. And I think that's what our clients and our coworkers are looking for as well in terms of looking for a more human existence when it comes to our work life. So what I really wanted to talk to Brooke about today is how she fosters that, how she manages that engagement and give us some tips in terms of how we may be able to expand our expertise in terms of being more ourselves at work. So welcome, Brooke. Oh, Dion, thank you very much. And uh, I have to admit that quote that you took about my business off the uh, internet, I think is fabulous because I wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) I was about that for starting with some authenticity. (laughs) Awesome. So yeah, so um, what I did want to say, like just in terms of framing for me, um, it really does build my trust in you and when I when we do talk in terms of knowing I know that if I were to ask you your perspective on something, I know that you're going to tell me the truth, whether it's what I necessarily asked you for, uh, I wanted to hear, sorry, or whether or, or not. And really being able to I think it's really important in our lives to have those people. Not everybody has those folks in their lives where they can always know they'll get the truth from somebody. Um, And especially in our professional lives as well. And what I wanted to do, and we'll kind of walk through this in our discussion, is I want to look at it from the perspective of with our team members, how we can be, have that real talk with our team members, with our leaders, like with our managers, how, because that's a little bit harder in terms of managing up. I know that you're the president of the organization, so there isn't a lot of that, but um, you weren't born the president. So I'm sure you do have some experience that you could draw upon, and plus what you see within your organization on people who are more effective at doing it than others, and definitely with our clients, because I think clients are really looking for that experience as well, that really builds trust and deepens the relationship with them. So basically everyone. Yes, basically everyone. Yes, that's everybody. That's, (laughs) that's, that's everybody. Um, Let's, when I think of trust, particularly in the professional services environment, actually, I shouldn't, I shouldn't narrow it like that. When you think of trust, it's about walking the talk consistently, mm-hmm. right? So that means when somebody comes to me, the reason they trust me is because I'm going to do what I say, right? right? Mm-hmm. It's in the very simplest form, right? So that also means that when they come to me, that they're going to get uh, my view, my opinion, 
right? In terms of, let's, t- let's take the client example. They are going to get my opinion as to what I think they should do. And Dion, clients are looking to be advised as to what to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, it's not always easy because there are moments going in there where I have my spidey senses telling me, oh, they really want to go this direction. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you can feel it, especially when you're, you've got enough experience like I do. Can, you can hear my dog in the background, can't you? That's totally this, cool. This is, he wants to get in on the interview. Totally. You know it, <laughs> right? Um, so I think that uh, clients very particularly are counting on me in those moments where they're veering this way for me to step in, step up and say, listen, here's my view on this. I really recommend that you do X. And I do it in a fashion that's not dictatorial, mm-hmm. but firm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a soft balance, I'd suggest. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I, I can't necessarily pinpoint it further than that. Mm-hmm. But say it's, it's, it's direct, but with a velvet glove. But I guess here was my question to you on that is, because sometimes, especially if you know a client's going in a certain direction, I just want, you have, let's just say you have A, B, C, D products. They want A. There is, there could be, I should say, a tendency to say like, listen, this is what they want. Let me just give them what they want. It's a deal. It's a sale. Let me move on. So what is that that pushes you to say, no, I really need to have this conversation and veer them towards C because I think C is better for them. Uh, That's relationship, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to play the long game, actually, I shouldn't say if I play the long game. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. So when we choose to play the long game. It means that we're making decisions with the perspective of the horizon. Correct. Right. And if I don't take that opportunity to, in my view, add value, Mm -hmm. like step in the middle of it and say, here's what I think, Mm -hmm. then I'm playing the short game. Right. I don't know if you're familiar with Simon Sinek, but he has an excellent book. It's called The Infinite Game. And he talks about who he is, but I haven't read the book. Excellent. But it's exactly his book is exactly what you talk about in um, companies that are playing the long game, the infinite game. They want to be going on as opposed to those who want to be effective or sorry, successful in this quarter and then the next quarter and then the next quarter, which is a very different game. And um, he just talked about how short right. That's a transactional game versus a relationship game. Right. And the relationship game is where you get the, the what do you call it, the loyalty, where people just feel more comfortable because they know that you're going to tell them the truth, right? So, yes. Well, and that they will be armed. Yeah. Right? Because whoever I'm talking to has to turn around and talk to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So, uh, I have to be sensitive to that and arm them accordingly. So, I... I can't just say, here's what I think you should do. Mm-hmm. I have to say, here's what I think you should do. Here's why. Mm-hmm. And here's how I'm going to arm you for your internal conversations. Right. So you're like, um, like more than just a service provider. You're there equipped. You're, you're setting them up for success. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is something you need to do. I'm your partner in this. Let me help you help you help. Let me help you 
get to the end of this. Let me give you the information. Okay. Let me equip you with all that stuff. And it's not just features and benefits. Let me put it into context of your business, right? So yes, the relationship and I, building. I, and I try to coach my people to be able to approach our clients in the same way. Mm-hmm. Yes. And to end, I have the I have the great fortune of working with some highly, highly intelligent people so that they they grasp when I say it's the long game. Right. right. So would you say that the so the effectiveness of your team in, in being able to also um exemplify that same same um, technique is it because it is coming from the top because you're really pushing it down from the top letting people know this is this is this is what we're about here this is our Uh, culture in this organization here's what we're doing with our clients this is one of the things that uh people value the most and knowledge workers value the most Mm -hmm. is autonomy yes right Yep. So I think that in order for them to have the autonomy they seek, they need to be empowered to have these uh, difficult and or opportune conversations, mm-hmm. knowing if it goes sideways, I've got their back. Right. 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 Because mm-hmm. not every conversation goes swimmingly when you're going against the tide necessarily as it were right so they know and they know based on it's happened and they see that i step up and back them up mm-hmm. and and that could mean fishing them <laughs> fishing them out of the frying pan or or it could mean that we face some tough tough consequences uh, but the vast majority of time they're out there giving clients real advice and real recommendations based on expertise Excellent. Which is very cool, isn't it? Of course. Yes. Um, and then what I was going to ask you is in terms of those conversations, like how do you find it? So again, things do go sideways, right? Things don't always go um, sure. perfectly. So and how do you find, because also the whole authentic, being real, genuine conversation, how do you approach that? Like how would you recommend when people need to then have a very direct yet tactful and supportive conversation with somebody when things do go, go sideways. Like what are some good tips in terms of how you would do that? My number one tip for a difficult conversation of any kind is preparation. Okay. Right. And that actually means, and and it's awkward when you think I'm about to have a conversation with my mother. If it's a difficult conversation, actually preparing for it mm-hmm. and making sure that you understand what is your preferred outcome right. from that conversation. Mm-hmm. And having a few writing, actually, I just went through this with, uh, with, with someone in the office as he was about to have a, a, a difficult conversation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sat with him for 15 minutes and, and talked through, okay, what do you want out of this conversation? Mm-hmm. First, mm-hmm. and then if they respond this way, what are you going to do? If they respond that way, what are you going to do? What's your middle? Like, what's your middle ground? Mm-hmm. And, or what if it goes really badly? And then he had the moment, <laughs> and it's okay. And and I said to him when his eyes almost bugged out, I said, if it goes really badly, you're allowed to you're allowed to adjourn. You know that, right? 
Like if it gets, and in my view, really badly, at least in this circumstances, if the, if the recipient gets really emotional, mm-hmm. right? It's okay to adjourn. Mm-hmm. So back to my original point, the preparation piece is critical and even better if you can do it with somebody. Right. Like bounce, bounce it off and get some feedback on how you're going to approach it. It's funny that you say, what, what is your desired outcome? Because it seems like the most basic question. I know, I but we don't know how often we never think about that, right? You just want to go in there and give the, and it's like, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I know. What are we trying to accomplish? Are we trying to, you know what I mean? What are we trying? What are we trying to do? I just so it is really need to know this. Exactly. And there could be some information they don't really need. It's not valuable. So you edit that out. So, right. And and would it have been really you kind of half sort of semi-venting? Right. Instead of something that is constructive and valuable. Right. So the outcome and this, this particular difficult conversation he and I were talking through, I could tell that really what he wanted to do was just kill the person. (laughs) Right. (laughs) when the outcome really was okay we have a difficult negotiation and we would like an outcome that looks like x right 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 yes because then the receptive part on the other person's part it's very different when you're coming with you know something objective as opposed to you know and I think we've well I'll speak for myself been in one of those situations where it really was just event (laughs) there wasn't really a constructive use of this conversation. So yes, being able to catch ourselves, have the self-awareness. And like you said, it's really great because it's it's hard sometimes to do that for ourselves. So as you said, if there is somebody you could just tap on the shoulder and say, listen, can I just walk this through with you? And can you just give me some feedback on how I'm approaching this? It's really, really helpful. And that, uh, I last week I had one where I called up a colleague and said, okay, let me walk this through. So it doesn't, you know, just just because we're not in the same room doesn't mean no one's available to actually shoot the breeze when there's a, I should, I should say it's not, it could be either a difficult conversation or a high stakes conversation. Right, right. Right? Mm-hmm. Because there can be what in theory is an easy conversation, but if it's high stakes. Everything gets complicated. Yep. Right. And also what I liked as well, because I think for a lot of people, especially, you know, when they're giving like feedback at, at work and stuff, that is their worst fear. If somebody gets really emotional and then what am I going to do? And like having that alternative to say, listen, you know, this is probably not a good time for us to continue this. Let's just, you know, step away. Let's talk about it again, you know, tomorrow or whatever the timeline is, which, you know what I mean? Giving ourselves will, permission. Kind of calms. Um it certainly calmed him down. Yes, because he had a plan for his worst case because scenario. He, because he had plans, plan C, D, and E. Yeah. <laughs> nice. No, but that's really great in terms of so setting a plan, knowing why you're going to have the conversation, and getting some feedback on it. And and I'd say um, humor is an excellent tool used with care. Yes. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So that if there is going to be humor in play, uh, self-deprecation is the way to go. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and nerves can make um, oddball humor come <laughs> right. out. 
Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and humor is, well, you can tell, I find humor to be uh, a fabulous way to break the ice and it's, mm-hmm. and it's just part of who I am mm-hmm. uh, in high stakes conversations needs to be used carefully. Oh, and I have another piece. I have this other little tip. It's just, and it's just a tip. And this was given to me when uh, I was trained to use the phone. This is when I first got into the business many moons ago when they actually used to train you on this. That's a good thing to reconstitute, huh? So uh, I was told, so I make your notes. And when you get on the phone, make sure you're smiling. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So uh, when we start the conversation, even if the, the conversation is about something very serious, Mm-hmm. Right. Even that half smile, mm-hmm. it, 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 it takes the tone of the entire thing from my, like as the, as the deliverer, mm-hmm. just eases it up a bit. Mm-hmm. So people are more receptive to hear, okay, what do you, what are we going to talk about? What are you going to say? But right? it's funny because you're just rhyming these things off as, oh, do this, do but honestly, like these are things know that are not funny. intuitive. These are not intuitive at all to people. Not intuitive at all. At all. How many times uh, I've stopped somebody in the office saying, no, 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 <laughs> you're not picking up that phone yet. Right. This won't go well. And not only now the precursor to that is uh, me saying, pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, do not have an email exchange. We yeah. forgot that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. At a that, certain point, you recognize, well, if it's a difficult conversation, it should be a conversation. It needs to be a conversation. Yeah. So you can hear the tone, all of that stuff. You can hear the receptiveness and stuff like that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And in certain circumstances, uh, what I suggest, bear in mind what, we, what, what I do for a living, what insurance brokerage is, involves a whole bunch of high stakes conversations, right? When you're a middleman. Mm-hmm. Is... That process of preparing for the conversation, I suggest writing an email, Hmm. right? By crafting an email, you are coming up with all of the um, objections Mm -hmm. as part of the process of crafting the email. Never put the two, (laughs) the email address in the two while you're doing this. Right. (laughs) No accidents. Yeah, no, I don't want an accident. Uh, but it does really, really help you clarify what do I want out of this meeting? Mm-hmm. Right? What are my points? What are my fallbacks? Mm-hmm. It, I find that that is very helpful. And to boot, when the conversation's done, refine that email a bit and you've confirmed your conversation. Right. After you've clarified your thoughts. Excellent. Like, like I said, these are simple to implement and completely not intuitive. So these are like gems for people to kind of, in a very simple way, just set themselves up for success yeah. and getting the outcome that they would like to have. And in terms of, sure, it's great. So I would like somebody, if they're giving me, having a difficult conversation with me, I would I would love for somebody to have done all of that work beforehand and then come to me. But really helpful. Yeah, but they're also there other really practical reasons for doing it as well, because I know that we talked about saving time, like the amount of time damage control. When you do have that conversation, it doesn't go well. And then you have to like by taking that time in the beginning to kind of prepare 
and uh, manage it better because you've prepared, it really does save time, cut to the chase. People know exactly what's expected of them, what what didn't go well, and you know, here's what would be better kind of thing. So definitely saves time. And who doesn't want to save time? Like, oh, we don't have time to spare these days, right? Well, and it's also uh, to that point, if there is uh, a difficult situation that's arisen over the course of a day mm-hmm. that you've, you uh, say somebody that you're working with or, uh, or a client, more, more likely a person that you've been working with, right? And something goes sideways, right? Mm-hmm. I think the feedback needs to happen sooner rather than later. Like this isn't something, uh, this isn't something that sh- festering is awful. I tell this to my kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like when that stuff festers, it becomes toxic. And just like the playground, the workplace, they're very similar, Everywhere. Mm-hmm. right? Very similar. I, just as we started this conversation today, talking about everybody, yep. <laughs> yep. Totally. this is applicable to everybody, right? And if you have uh, an interaction that has not gone well or a situation that hasn't gone well, uh, the time to manage that is now. Now, I, I'll just put a little hedge on that is that if you're feeling emotional, the time is not now. Right. right. Maybe it's tomorrow. Right. Fine. Right. But so it's as not. As soon as you can. As soon as you can. Mm-hmm. Letting that stuff stew is just, uh, it's just not the answer. Well, right. what I was going to say, maybe, the other thing, 48 hours to calm down enough. What did you say, 48 hours? <laughs> maybe it's 48 hours to calm down enough. Definitely. Right. Yeah. But it's interesting because also, because one of the other points I was going to make is about less stress, right? So when you do have that and you're holding on to it, like you said, like you're holding on to it and it's like, okay, what am I going to say? And how am I going to, as opposed to, no, let's just get it out of, in the air one time. And then as well for the other person, is if you are holding on to that and all of a sudden, like three weeks later and whatever, it, it also feels like the trust piece. It's disconnected, right? Right. Like, well, why didn't you say something before? So there's so like, again, saving time and then less stress, clear communication builds trust. Because again, you could trust that if something goes sideways, I'm going to tell you. And if I don't say anything, it means I don't have anything to say. So that's really important right. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also builds your brand because even the same way that I described you, like that's just who I know you to be is somebody who's always very direct, tactful, and kind. Well, and direct. I try. <laughs> <laughs> the tax thing, the tax thing ebbs and flows, but preparation <laughs> certainly helps with that, right? Yeah, totally. Yep. And also giving people the permission to understand that the way that you're successful is sometimes by preparing. Somebody's calling me. There we go. Back. No problem. I'm back. So, so preparing is the way. Like, I mean, because I don't think I necessarily would have ever thought of sitting down and like calling somebody up and getting feedback and whatever. So giving people, no, this is the way. When you see people who are really effective at doing this, it's because this is this is the practice that they have. This is this is the practice. And uh if even if I'm if I'm wanting to have a conversation with one of my daughters about something difficult mm-hmm. and uh um, and believe you me, there will be an outcome I desire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will write down some notes mm-hmm. for sure. Nice. Right. I'm going to take that one away too, from a parenting perspective, that will be very helpful. Remember we started the conversation with everybody, everybody, everybody. Yes. Everybody. So I guess 
so I just wanted to kind of um, wrap up by any other tips So, in terms of nurture or nature. Do you think people are naturally kind of dispositioned to just being able to communicate well? Or do you think, well, and I think you kind of answered this because you talked about the process. Do you think that if people who are not naturally um, adept to doing this, if they are able to adopt a practice and kind of run through this and, and seek the feedback you talk about, that's a feedback loop from other people, that it is something that they could build over time if it's important to them? Uh, I would say uh, role playing. Hmm. I know, right? How many times as a kid was were we put in situations of, oh, let's let's role play, and Brooke, you're going to play this, and and good God, how much I hated that. Yeah. However, however, if uh, mm-hmm. it, it truly that that truly is a tool, if you can get a friend or a or a colleague to be able to role play with you, mm-hmm. uh, I think then implementing the process that I talk about there. That's how you gain more comfort and more of um, muscle memory. Okay. But that's it is a bit of muscle memory. It is. But the same person you said that you would reach out to and say, hey, can you give me some feedback? One of the exercises could be like, can I just role play this for me? You pretend that you're the person. Yeah. I start talking and you tell me what you would say. Like, it's as simple as that. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. I think for somebody who wants to get good at it, right? and uh, call it high stakes conversations. Mm-hmm. Nice. Right. Well, thank you, Brooke. Like this was very helpful. This is helpful to me if no one else, because now I have this toolkit, because like I said, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily go through that kind of a structured process to get ready for a um, difficult conversation. And especially when you talked about, let's play out the worst case scenario, because it would be different depending on the situation. Sure. And yeah. once you kind of have a go-to kind of plan for, okay, if my worst case situation happens, I know what I'm going to do. Like you said, like what happened with your, with um, the colleague that you're speaking to, all of a sudden, some of the stress goes away because it's like, oh, well now. The worst case scenario, I can manage through adjournment. So I can manage the rest of everything else. Yeah. That's great. So thank you so much. This was very valuable. I have a little bit more intel in terms of how you navigate your world and your conversations. So I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Dion, an utter pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great afternoon. You too. If you enjoyed that interview, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, My Lemonade Stand. You can also stream it off of your favorite podcast streaming platform. Looking forward to seeing you next time.